Okay, open your Bibles, if you would, to Galatians chapter 3 and also Hebrews chapter 11. Galatians chapter 3 and Hebrews chapter 11. The name of the message is, If Ye Be Christ. If Ye Be Christ. What wonderful words. If Ye Be Christ. My, oh my. Wonderful, wonderful words. We'll read this section, first of all, in Galatians chapter 3, and we'll read from verses 24 to 29 as an introduction to the study tonight. And then we'll head over to Hebrews chapter 11 and read a portion of Scripture there as well. Galatians chapter 3, verses 24 to 29. Wherefore the law was our schoolmaster to bring us unto Christ. There's the lawful use of the law. It's to bring us to Christ. That we might be what? Justified by faith. And that's God-given faith, of course. But after that faith has come, we are no longer under a schoolmaster. Look at that. We're not under the law if we're in Christ because he fulfilled it all for us. It's still there. It's honorable. It's magnificent. But the believer's no longer under it. For ye are all the children of God by faith in Christ Jesus. What a statement. And the Holy Spirit had Paul pen these words for comfort for our souls. It says, if you're in Christ, you're children of God. That's wonderful. For as many of you as have been baptized into Christ have put on Christ, there is neither Jew nor Greek. That means Jew or Gentile. There is neither bond nor free. That means a slave or a free. Free man. There's neither male nor female. For ye are all one in Christ Jesus. This is speaking of the universal body of Christ. All the elect of all the ages. And he's also writing to the Galatians here telling them that amongst you may be former Jews and amongst you may be Gentiles. Well, we know there's a lot of Gentiles because it was a Gentile church. But there was Jews amongst them too. And he says... There's no, neither Jew nor Greek in the body of Christ. You're all one in Christ. And neither male nor female. You're all one in Christ. Oh, what wonderful words. And in this magnificent verse, in verse 29, and if ye be Christ, wonderful words right there. If ye be Christ, then are ye. It doesn't say you might be. <laughs> it says then are ye. Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. My, oh my. Look at those wonderful words. Take note of those words. If ye be Christ. Now we're not only Christ by creation, which is true of all humanity, right? All humanity is Christ by creation. He's the creator. But God's people, his elect, are the Father's gift to Christ. So we're also Christ's by choice of God the Father, and more so too, we are God's, we are Christ by the purchase of the shedding of his precious, precious blood. His own blood. And we're his by the power of God's grace as well. We're in, if, if you be Christ, we're, 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 we're Christ's people because of the power of his grace. And what does the power of God's grace do? Well, it makes us willing in the day of God's power to come to Christ. And we, Brother Zane, have we willingly gave ourselves to Christ? Amen. We willingly gave him, we surrendered to him. He's our all in all. He's everything to us. And then we're Christ as a gift from the Father. You feel like a gift? <laughs> We don't feel like gifts, but we are. We're gifts from God to Christ Jesus our Lord. That's magnificent. And whether we feel it or not, it's true. We were given to Christ by the Father in eternity. My. And then our profession of Christ falls a work of grace done in our hearts. See, we don't profess Christ until a work of grace has been done in us, until we're born again by the Holy Spirit of God. And then now we profess Christ. He's our Lord. He's our Savior. He's our Redeemer. He's our all in all. And we're born again by the Holy Spirit of God, by his almighty power. 
My, it's wonderful. So that God gets all the glory, all the honor, and all the praise for the salvation of our souls. Our profession and proclaiming of Christ again comes by an inward conversion. An operation of God, Paul wrote in Colossians. An operation of God. Whereby we're born again. It's wonderful. Do we have anything to do with that operation, beloved? Amen, Brother Zane. No. We're just receivers. He's operating on us, isn't he? We're like a dead corpse. And he emits life in us. Spiritual life. Isn't that wonderful? Oh, born again. We need, we need heart surgery, don't we? So what's he do? He gives us a new heart, doesn't he? That hungers and thirsts after righteousness. Oh, and it's all, this mighty power is all done by the, the power and might of God, the Holy Spirit. And now we have Christ dwelling in our hearts. So marvel, we're, we've been born again by the Holy Spirit of God. And we are, we're Christ by God's choice. I, I, I'll be honest, I still can't get over that. We're Christ by God's choice. And we're, we're, we're Christ by the regenerating power of God, the Holy Spirit. Born again. By his almighty power. And then our adoption is all by God's choice. When you and Kathy adopted your son, you chose to adopt him. Well, God chose to adopt us, eh? Isn't that wonderful, brother? Hey, man, that's wonderful. That's incredible. And he did it. All by his almighty sovereign choice. And then, then, we're God's by purchase. He purchased us with his precious, precious blood. Sister Diane, he went to that cross and he shed his precious blood for us and he died and redeemed our eternal souls. So we're his by purchase. We're his by blood. And he ransomed our souls. He paid everything God demanded for our souls. He satisfied God's law and God's justice which had a, a, a rightful claim upon us. Now, the Judaizers taught, taught that by becoming subjects of the Mosaic law and by yielding to circumcision, that the, Gentile, the, the Galatian Gentiles would then become, would become the seed of Abraham. So what Paul writes here in this text, he asserts that this privilege comes only to one who's in Christ. In Romans chapter 4, Paul shows that Abraham was what? justified by faith and was therefore established as the spiritual father of all who, who put their faith in Christ Jesus our Lord. Whether they are circumcised or uncircumcised, God made salvation wholly dependent upon Christ and Christ alone. And all the promises of God are yea and amen in Christ and they're ours, beloved. Because the scripture, verse 29, if ye be Christ, then you are, ye are, there's no doubt, ye are, by God's choice, by God's power, by God's ransoming our eternal souls, ye are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. And we say, hallelujah. This is magnificent. This is wondrous. And since believers have now entered into a relationship with Christ, well, we must consequently share in the, in the same state as Abraham. The same promises that were for Abraham are for us, beloved. And that, that's being brought forth. If ye, and if ye, ye be Christ, oh, if ye be Christ, ye be Christ, what wonderful words. Then ye are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. My. Turn now, if you would, to Hebrews chapter 11. Hebrews chapter 11. We'll turn there now. And we're going to read verses 8 to 10 here of Hebrews chapter 11. This is the hall of faith. And look, look what it says about Abraham here in Hebrews chapter 11, verses 8 to 10. It also says about Isaac and, and Jacob too. And, and consequently, we are also children of the same promise. Look at this. 
Hebrews chapter 8, by faith. That's God-given faith, right? By faith. He's born again. He's got faith now. When Abra by faith, Abraham, when he was called to go out into a place which he should after receive for inheritance, obeyed. And he went out, not knowing whither he went. <coughs> he didn't know what was going to come. He's just trusting God. God told him to go. He's going to go. By faith, he sojourned in the land of promise. As in a strange country. Do you know we're in a strange country right now, Brother Zane? This world's a strange country. And we seek a better country. We're going to see that. Whose foundations and whose builder and maker is God. By faith, he sojourned in the land of promises in the strange country. Dwelling in tabernacles with Isaac and Jacob. The heirs with him of the same promise. Now they dwelt in tents, right? Tents aren't permanent. You move a tent around. Houses are permanent. You see, Abraham just dealt in tents. Our Lord, he didn't even have a house to go to, did he? Yet he owned everything. He says, foxes have holes. I know where to lay my head. My, oh my. And yet here he is, the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Look at this. Dwelling in tabernacles with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs with him of the same promise. Look at that. The same promise. Well, in our text, back there in Galatians 2, 3.29, it says, And if you be Christ, then ye are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. That's the same promise, beloved. That's the same promise. Look what it says here. For he looked for a city we called heaven. The new Jerusalem. Who's, which hath foundations. Who's the foundation of that great city? Who's the foundation of heaven? Christ. Amen, brother. Whose builder and maker is God. Now Abraham and Isaac and Jacob were heirs of the same promise as the, as the land of Canaan was promised to them. But they were also heirs and joint heirs with Christ. And they were men who were promised to the Lord Jesus Christ, given to Christ by God the Father, in the everlasting covenant of grace, which is, was established by the great majestic Trinity, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, in eternity. And we were given to Christ at the same time. Therefore, we're heirs according to the promise as well. My and we see in the text there that Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, they were pilgrims and sojourners. They dwelt in tents. They knew this world wasn't their home. They knew that, just like we do. They knew the same thing as we do. And actually, we know the same thing as they knew. That's a better way to put it. Because they knew it before we did. <laughs> they knew this world wasn't their home. They, oh my Look at verse 9 and 10 again in Hebrews 11. By faith, speaking of Abraham, he sojourned in the land of promises in a strange country, dwelling in tabernacles with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs with him of the same promise. For he looked for a city which hath foundations, whose builder and maker is God. He looked to heaven. Because his, who, who was in heaven? The Messiah. You know what his name is? the Lord Jesus Christ. He's the Messiah. We trust the Messiah. We trust God's Messiah. Just like they trusted God's Messiah. We're trusting the same person as Abraham, as, as Isaac, as Jacob, as Paul, as David, as Peter, as John, as Moses, as Noah. We're, we're, trusting, the same. we're trusting the Messiah. The anointed one, the Christ, the Lord Jesus Christ. And this world wasn't their home. They, they looked for a city whose, whose foundations and whose builder and maker is God. Now these precious truths set before us in Hebrews chapter 11 have reference to all of God's children. All of God's children who are born again and washed in the precious blood of, of Christ. We know this world's not our home. We're just passing through, beloved. We are. Our home 
is, is with the Lord. He's the head, right? And we're the body. Does our head, does our head tell our body where to go? Yep. And does our body go everywhere the head tells it to go? Yep. So when I'm at home, my head's there as well as my body, right? Yep. And Christ said, where I, where I go, you're going to be here soon. My, oh, my. Here's three points. All of us are children of promise. All of God's elect are children of promise. Promised to Christ Jesus by God the Father in that same eternal covenant of grace. The everlasting covenant. All of God's elect are God's, God's promised people. All of us. All the elect of God. And there's some who will, this will happen to. Because we know it's, Christ hasn't gathered the last sheep in because it's not all over yet, right? But there's, there's sheep all over the world. And his message is going out all over the world. He's got preachers all over the world preaching the gospel. Now people can, can download messages from all over. Soon they're going to come out with global sermons and sermon audio that's going to take English, what I preach here in English, and, and turn it into Russian. Or turn it into to, to another language. So someone else hear it in their own language. Isn't that amazing? It's absolutely incredible. My. So all of God's elect have been enlightened by God the Holy Spirit. And now we walk by faith. We don't walk by sight. We confess that this world's not our home, just like Abraham did. We say, this world's not our home. We're just pilgrims and sojourners dwelling in, in tent. You know what I mean? I dwell in a tent of clay right here. And one day they're going to put this tent in the ground, and, and my soul going to be gone to glory, to be with the Lord forever. And so for every, every single believer in Christ, we're just dwelling in tents of clay, brother. That's all we are. My, oh, my. But we're on our way to eternal glory. Amen, brother. We're just, we just got a, a few more weary days to go because, again, our life is like a vapor. Just a few more weary days to go. And then the third point is, by God's grace, we set our affection on things above now, not on things in this world. We look to where our Lord sits now. He sits in glory, doesn't he? He sits up in glory. Where is he? He's at the right hand of God, beloved. He's seated at the right hand of God. And what's he doing? He's ruling and reigning in majesty and power. That's what he's doing. My. And we look, just like Abraham and Isaac, don't we? We look for a city whose foundations and builder and maker is God. We, like a dear sister said to me one time, this world, trials and tribulations wean us off this world because we're looking for another city. We're foreigners, strangers and pilgrims in this world. Ambassadors for Christ. Strangers, brother. And the world's ruined for us now. It's ruined for us. We can't go back into the world. It's ruined for the believer. Not that we'd want to, but it's ruined for us. Remember Gene Harmon saying that. God's grace ruins the world for the believer. He can't go back without being miserable. And God will just draw him right back out. <clears throat> We've all been there, haven't we? Oh, my. Now let's read a little bit further down in Hebrews chapter 11, verses 17 to 19. Look at this. By faith, Abraham, when he was tried, now this is when he was offering up his son. He's offering up Isaac. And he that had received the promises offered up his only begotten son while our king offered up his only begotten son, didn't he? And there was no ram caught in the thicket. He was the lamb. Amen. He was the sacrifice. Amen. He's the propitiation for our sins, beloved. And it says, of whom it was said that in, Isaac, that in Isaac thy seed shall be called, according that God was able to raise him up, even from the dead, from whence he received him in a figure. So uh, Abraham was going there. He was going to slay his son. And he, he, 
he believed God would just raise him up again. The angel Lord said, stop. Because that picture can only go so far, can it? It's just a picture. But you know what? The swords of God's justice wasn't stopped, was it? It plunged into our Savior. And he received the unmitigated wrath of God poured out upon him for the sins of all his elect. Oh, my God. And he bore it all. And he cried, it's finished. It's finished. The work's finished. And we say, hallelujah. What a Savior redeemed by the precious blood of Christ. My. Now consider verse 18 there. It says, of whom it was said that in Isaac that shall thy seed be called. Now Abraham's biological seed came through Isaac. Is Abraham begot Isaac, Isaac begot Jacob, and then God changed Jacob's name to Israel, and Israel had 12 sons. And each son grew in number and, and become a tribe of their own people. And these are called the 12 tribes of Israel. And the land of Canaan became known as the land of Israel. But the 12 tribes of Israel has reference to the 12 sons of Israel who are also the 12 sons of Jacob. Turn, if you would, to Romans chapter 9. Romans chapter 9. But keep in mind what we just read in Hebrews eleven eighteen. I'm going to read it again. In Isaac shall thy seed be called. Which, spiritually speaking, has reference to all the children of God who were promised to the Lord Jesus Christ by God the Father way back before time began. And Isaac, the son of God, promised to Abraham, typifies the children of God. Those who the father promised to Jesus Christ, his own son, God's own son, the word of God, the second person of the Trinity. And the, the scripture is not obscure on these points. It's, a, it's the responsibility of God's ordained preachers to teach and, and preach these spiritual truths. We have a responsibility to set these before our hearers for the glory of the Lord Jesus Christ and for his glory alone. And we who are the children of God, we rejoice in the hearing that we are promised children of God and that we're redeemed with Christ's own precious blood. We rejoice in that. Now let's read here Romans chapter 9, starting in verse 1. Since I say the truth in Christ, I lie not, my conscience also bearing witness in the Holy Ghost, that I have a great heaviness and continual sorrow in my heart. For I wish that myself were cursed from Christ for my brethren, my kinsmen, according to the flesh. He is such a burden for the Israelite people that he says this. Look at these words. I wish my, that myself were cursed from Christ for my brethren, my kinsmen, according to the flesh. I'll tell you what, that's a, heart, that's a heart of a servant right there. That's a heart that loves people. Saved and lost. Who are the Israelites to whom pertain the adoption and the glory and the covenants and the giving of the law and the service of God and the promises? Whose are the fathers and of whom is concerning the flesh Christ came who is over all? God blessed forever, amen. So Christ went to the Jews first, didn't he? Not as though the word of God had taken none effect, for they are not all Israel, which are of Israel. Look at that. We're proof of that, beloved. We Gentiles who the Lord saved, we're proof of that. We're the Israel of God. Do you know, not, not all who came out of this Egypt, they weren't all the Israel of God. No. They died in the wilderness in their sins. Yeah. How many of them went to the promised land? Two along with all the children who were now young men and young women. My, oh my. Look at this. Who are the Israelites to whom pertaining the adoption and the glory and the covenants and the giving of the law and the service of God, 
and the promises, whose are the fathers of whom is concerning the flesh Christ came, who is over all, God bless forever, amen. And in verse 6, not as though the word of God had taken none effect, for they are not all Israel, which are of Israel. Neither because they, look at this, neither because they are the seed of Abraham are they all children. See, salvation doesn't come for a Jew because he's born a Jew. Jew and Gentile has to be saved the same way, in and through the Lord Jesus Christ and him alone. There's no other hope for, for Jew or Gentile outside of Christ. None. Absolutely none. That's what Paul's bringing forth here. That is, they which are the children of the flesh, these are not the children of God. Well, in our natural state, even though we are Christ, we look just like the children of the flesh. We act just like the children of the flesh. But God's grace goes before us. Do you know that? Even when we were dead in sins, Brother Zane, God's grace was protecting us and watching over us before we were even born. Amen. Oh, my, he's ordained the day, the second we come into this world. And he's ordained the second we're going to leave this world. And he'll never stop watching over us the whole time. Oh, it's just wonderful for God's people. That is, they which are the children of flesh, these are not the children of, of God. But the children of the promise are counted for the seed. Well, what did we read in Galatians? That if we're in Christ, then we're Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. This is wonderful. You see what he said too? He said there's neither Jew nor Gentile. Oh, this is wonderful. This is so wonderful. For this is the word of promise. At this time will I come and Sarah shall have a son. And not only this, but when Rebekah also has conceived by one, even by our father Isaac. For the children being not yet born, neither having done any good or evil, that the purpose of God according to election might stand, not of works, but of him that calleth. Now look at this. There are going to be two babies presented to us here. Two. One's Jacob and one's Esau. One's the children of the promise and the other's the children of the flesh, child of the flesh. And notice what it says there in verse 11. For the children being not yet born, neither having done any good or evil, that the purpose of God according to election might stand, not of works, but of him that called. What does that verse tell us? That tells us that salvation is not based upon any works of ours. The, neither of these children had done any evil or good yet. But God's already made a choice, you see, in eternity. He's already chosen the people. It was said unto her, the elder shall serve the younger. As it is written, Jacob have I loved, but Esau have I hated. Oh, my. And you know what the wonder of that verse right there? Do you know what the wonder of verse 13 is? Not that God hated Esau, because we're all deserving that. That he loved Jacob. Amen, brother. That's the wonder of that verse. That's, that's the absolute magnificent part of this verse. Because we as God's people say, why does he love me? I'm such a sinner. Well, because his because well, just say because because he willed it. Because he chose to love us, according to his own purpose in, in mercy and grace, from eternity. It's wonderful. Oh, it's wonderful. So the spiritual truth concerning Isaac, typifying the children of God the Father, promised to Jesus Christ, is clearly set forth. Because if we go back to our text. In Galatians chapter 3, verses 28 and 29, it says this. There's neither Jew nor Greek. There's neither bond nor free. There's neither male nor female. For ye are all one in Christ Jesus. And if ye be Christ, oh, there it is. If ye be Christ, then you are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. Praise be to God. <laughs> Praise his mighty name. And this spiritual truth concerning Isaac typifying the children of the Father promised to Christ is clearly set forth in, in the scriptures. God the Holy Spirit moved Paul to write to the Galatians. And these words apply to all of God's saints in every generation. The term in, in Hebrews, Hebrews 11 is, in Isaac, in Isaac shall thy seed be called. The same seed that Paul's talking about in Galatians 3.29. has reference to 
all of God's promised children from every kindred, tongue, tribe, and nation. Oh, it's amazing. It's absolutely amazing. God chose the people in Christ before the foundation of the world. There's only one blood-bought church. And I don't mean denomination. I mean the universal body of Christ. Now there's professors and there's possessors. There's a lot of people who profess Christ and then there's those who possess Christ. And that's only by the grace and mercy of God. That's by absolutely nothing they do. And they'll be the first ones to tell you that. Saved by the grace and mercy of God. But we see here that in Hebrews eleven eighteen that we must be called by God himself. It says, in Isaac shall thy seed be called. Called. Jesus Christ, our sovereign Lord, is the one who's building the church. It's his church. He's the one person in, who sent the Holy Spirit of God who calls us out of darkness into the marvelous light of Christ. And oh my. And, and we hear the shepherd's voice through the preaching of the gospel, don't we? And through the reading of his word. And he calls us, he calls him our, he calls, he calls us himself with an inward, irresistible, effectual call. And every born again child of God will rejoice in this glorious truth. We'll rejoice in the gospel of God's salvation. It's amazing grace, isn't it? It gives all glory and honor and praise to our great God. Turn again, if you would, to Galatians chapter 3. Galatians chapter 3. We'll read verses 26 to 29 together. In verse 26 it says, For ye are all the children of God by faith in Christ Jesus. Verse 27, For as many of you as been baptized into Christ have put on Christ. That's, that's the operation of God right there, being regenerated. There's neither Jew nor Greek. There's neither bond nor free. There's neither male nor female. For you are all one in Christ Jesus. And if ye be Christ, there it is, if ye be Christ, Brother Zane, if you be Christ, then are you Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. Now, further up in this chapter, just a little bit up, he'd been talking about Sarah having a baby, the promised baby. Now, I ask you this. She had reached the time when it was virtually humanly, humanly impossible for her to have a child, wasn't it, Brother Zane? She'd reached that point. Well, it was impossible for us to be born again, wasn't it? By our own strength and by our own power or by a supposed decision we made. My, oh my. Amen. And that baby that Sarah had was a promise of God by the mighty working miracle power of God. We're born again by the miracle power of God, aren't we? My, oh my. What did I, I ask you this? Here's some questions for us to ponder. What did Isaac contribute to his physical birth? Nothing at all, right? What do we contribute to our... <laughs> you already got the answer, brother. <laughs> oh, what did we contribute to our, to our being born again by the Holy Spirit, by our second birth? Nothing. Amen. <laughs> Nothing, brother. <laughs> Nothing, it's true. Nothing. I ask you this. What did, what did Isaac contribute to his spiritual birth? Because he was born again too, just like we are. Nothing. Just like us. Nothing. Again, what did we have to do with our spiritual birth? Nothing. It's an operation of God, isn't it? You see, this decisionalism has replaced in the world, and it's so unfortunate we don't know the damage that it's done this side of eternity, it's, re it's replaced Holy Spirit regeneration. I was talking to someone the other day, and I said, you know, when, when you're talking to someone about Christ, you just leave them alone. 
Don't try to, don't try to get them to, to pray a prayer, but warn them. Warn them that, that today is the day of salvation, but leave it in the Lord's hands. You know, what, you know what they said to me? Well, that sounds like a really good idea. Yep, it is. Because <laughs> salvation's of the Lord, right? I'll tell you what. I used to be a salesman. You can talk people into stuff. And these false preachers talking people into a supposed salvation and giving them comfort when they're still dead in their trespasses and sins, they're just talking them into making a profession. I said, I used to be a salesman. I was good at it. You can talk people into stuff. But you shouldn't. You shouldn't. You present. And you, yep, it's the Holy Spirit that's got to do the work. Leave it in the hands. He, he's promised us his word won't come back void. He's promised us that. My, oh, my. Okay, here's three points we're going to look at quick. Under the subject, if ye be Christ. Number one is, if ye be Christ, then you are a promised child of God. You're a promised child of God. Number two, if ye be Christ, you are a purchased child of God. And, and both of those are for Christ's sake. We're promised child of God for Christ's sake. We're a purchased child of God for Christ's sake. And then also, if ye be Christ, you are a protected and produced child of God for Christ's sake. Because we can't produce that new birth, can we? It's an operation to God, you see. He's got to do the work. Okay, first one. First one. Turn, if you would, to Titus. Titus chapter 1. We're going to go to three different places here. Titus chapter 1, 1 Peter chapter 1, and then the, the book of Ephesians chapter 1. My, oh, my. So the first heading is, If ye be Christ, then you are promised children you're, you are a promised child for Christ's sake. Look at this. Titus chapter 1. And remember this. If ye be Christ, you are a promised child for Christ's sake. Starting in verses 1 and going to verse 4. Paul, a servant of God and an apostle of Jesus Christ according to the faith of God's elect. See, God's elect, we all have the same faith. It's God-given faith. has one object. It's the Lord Jesus Christ. And it trusts and rests in him. In acknowledging of the truth, which is after godliness. We acknowledge the truth of the scriptures. We bow to the truth of the scriptures. Look at this. In hope of eternal life. Who's our hope of eternal life, Brother Zane? Amen. Christ Jesus. Look at this. Which God that cannot lie. Now here's the promise. Remember our text said that we're heirs of the promise? Now here's a promise right here. Promise before the world began. My, oh my, isn't that wonderful? But hath, in these but hath in due times manifested his word through preaching, which is committed unto me according to the commandment of God our Savior, to Titus, mine own son after the common faith. Grace, grace comes first, right? Always. Mercy comes from God and peace. Peace with God. Through the Lord Jesus Christ, from God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ, our Savior. That's what he is. He's our Savior. So rejoice, beloved of Christ. If, if you're Christ, then you're a promised child of God for Christ's sake. Do we believe? Do we believe that? What God has promised? Do we believe that what God has promised he's able to perform? Oh, God, give us grace. Yeah, he is. He is. He's God. He can do whatever he pleases. My. Now let's turn to, and we will consider, if you're Christ, you're a purchased child for Christ's sake. Turn, if you would, to 1 Peter. 1 Peter. Brethren, God's elect, God's elect are a purchased possession. We are a purchased possession. We're not our own. We're bought with a price. And that price is the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. He died on Calvary's cross in our ruined place and purchased and ransomed our eternal souls with his precious blood. And Jesus Christ purchased 
all his promised children with his blood. All of them. The price has been paid. Why? Well, because we sinned in Adam. We fell in Adam, didn't we? We fell in our, in our, in our father Adam. He fell. We, we fell with him. And he came into this, this world. Christ came into this world to, to save we. We who are born slaves to sin. Slaves to Satan in this world. We come in to slaves in bondage. Dead in trespasses and sins. And he came to free us. By the redemption of his precious, precious blood. My, oh my. We're rescued from this world. We're rescued from Satan. We're rescued from our sins more so than anything. We're rescued from the darkness that we were, we were in. We had to be rescued from that condition, didn't we? We couldn't, we couldn't bring ourselves into the light. We couldn't save ourselves. We couldn't regenerate ourselves. We were graveyard dead, beloved. That's what we were. My, oh my. And the ransom price is being paid in full. Paid in full. Stamped with the blood of Christ. Paid in full. My. And he paid it all. He offered himself up as a ransom for our souls, beloved. We had to be rescued from our lost condition and he rescued us. And who did he make the payment to? Who did, the, who, did, who did Christ make the payment to? God the Father. Amen, brother. The one we sinned against. Now think of this. We sinned against the Father willingly to our shame. And he loves us so much with an eternal love that he actually sent his son. Well, we were, well, we were enemies in our minds by wicked works. He sent his son 2,000 years ago before we were even born to redeem us. To ransom our souls. We had no clue when we were born into this world. God had to show us and reveal to us Christ. And he does it all. He does it by his grace and his mercy and by the power of God, the Holy Spirit, and the operation of God. So he made a payment to God the Father. When did he make that ransom payment? 2,000 years ago at Calvary's cross. Who did he make the payment for? All the elect of all the ages. He shall save his people from their sins. And praise be to God, he's done it. And what did he use to ransom us? What did he use to ransom us, beloved? Oh, his precious, precious blood. Without the shedding of blood, there's no remission for sin. So Christ sheds his blood as a ransom for our souls. And God's absolutely satisfied with that ransom. Oh, my. And let's read in 1 Peter here. We're going to see here. We're going to see here if you're Christ and you're a purchased child for Christ's sake. All for his sake. See, God does this all for Christ's sake. We're just the recipients of this marvelous grace. We're saved, Ephesians says, for Christ's sake. My, it's just, it's just so wonderful. Look at this in 1 Peter chapter 1, verses 18 to 21. For as much as you know that you were not redeemed with corruptible things as silver and gold, from your vain conversations received by tradition from your fathers, see, no amount of money, no amount of money in this world can save a soul, not one. No, no amount of, you could have all, I'm telling you, you could have all the gold stacked up a mountain high. You could have all the silver stacked up a mountain high. And it wouldn't pay the price for one soul. Not one. Not one sin even. No. No. We sinned against the eternal God. Therefore, the ransom must be a perfect ransom. The lamb must be a perfect lamb. And he must give his life for us. He must shed his blood for us, beloved. Look at this. It says, but what have we bought with? What have we purchased with? It says in there in that verse, verse 18, for you know that you're not redeemed with corruptible things. Well, what are we? What are we redeemed with? Oh, look at this. But with the precious blood of Christ, verse 19, as, as of a lamb without blemish and without spot. Perfect. The perfect spotless lamb of God. 
who verily was foreordained before the foundation of the world, but was manifest in these last times for who? Who's, yeah, who's Paul writing to? He's writing to believers. He's writing to the elect. Eh? My, this is, this is true for us right now tonight too. Who by him? How do we believe? Well, we believe because God gave us faith to believe, right? Who by him do believe in God that raised the, him up from the dead and gave him glory? That's your faith and your hope might be in God and God alone. A lot of people in this world, they're hoping in their own works. They're hoping in themselves. That's a false hope. That's a refuge of lies, as Brother Henry Mahan said. And all it'll do is damn your soul if you're trusting in your own works. See, God only accepts this ransom, this sacrifice, and his name is the Lord Jesus Christ. And when you're born again, our hope and our faith is in God and God alone. That's the Lord Jesus Christ, God incarnate in the flesh. And we say, praise his mighty name. Praise his mighty name. Now, lastly, let's turn to Ephesians chapter 1. And we're going to look at the closing point here. This is the third point I mentioned. If ye be Christ, then you're protected. You're a protected and produced child for Christ's sake. Now, God's grace goes before the believer. Even when we're dead in trespasses and sins. God's grace goes before us. Because we're his children by choice, by God's choice, from before the foundation of the world. Therefore, we're protected by God. And God the Holy Spirit, God the Holy Spirit does an operation upon us and we're produced. <laughs> we're produced. We're born again by the Holy Spirit of God. My, delivered from the spiritual bondage that we were in. Do you know we couldn't die until we're born again? We couldn't die until we're born again. No. We're ordained to be born again. Yeah, oh yeah, we tried. We tried on our own, didn't we? Yeah? We did things that, that, that but we were protected. I, I, can, I can count on my hand five or six times that I should have died before the Lord saved me. My, oh my. But this is the amazing thing. We're protected by God. Now, it doesn't give us a license to go out there and go, well, I'm going to jump off a, a building then and God, no, no, no. Remember what Christ said? We won't tempt, we won't tempt our God. Satan took him to the highest point. He said, jump off, the angels will protect you. He said, he quoted God's word. You no, know, won't tempt the Lord. Won't tempt the Father. No, we're not to do that. But we cannot die until God the Holy Spirit quickens us and we're born again and enlightened to the wonderful truths of the gospel of God's grace in Christ alone. God predestinated us to be his children. He predestined us to be adopted by him. He chose us. Your mind, Zane. Your mind, Wayne. Your mind, Diane. Your mind, Vicky. Right? Your mind, Dave. Your mind, Brian. Your mind, Marcus. Your mind, Michelle. Your mind, Travis. Your mind, Karen. Isn't that wonderful? Your mind. I sent my son to die for your sins, he says. Because you're mine. You're mine. Always. And always have been. So he predestined us unto the adoption as sons. He ordained his promised children unto eternal life. God did this. He ordained that we would believe the gospel of God's grace through Christ alone. Here's some questions. Here's some questions for us to ponder before we look at Ephesians chapter 1. Here's some questions. Do I believe that I was promised to Jesus Christ by God the Father before the world was created? My, God's people say yes. That's what the scripture says. Do I believe that Jesus Christ ransomed me with his own precious blood when he suffered and bled on Calvary's cross 2,000 years ago? Well, by faith I say yes. By God-given faith, by grace, by the grace of God, we say yes, yes. This is wonderful, yes. 
He did it. Do I believe that what God's promised, he's able to perform by the grace of God? Yes. Yes, I believe that. Now, do I, do I, do I go like this sometimes in, the, in, in life? Of course we do. But we believe God, don't we? We trust and rest in him. Oh, do I believe God? Is my faith based upon the strongest evidence that can possibly be given to any hell-deserving sinner? This word? The Bible? The word of God? Do I believe that this book is God's inspired word? Yes. By grace and by faith, I believe. And it's a hymn book, isn't it? H-I-M. It speaks all about Christ. Do I believe that God the Holy Spirit has revealed Christ Jesus our Lord in his gospel to me? By faith I believe. By God-given faith. And beloved, if God the Holy Spirit has regenerated us, we're born again and enlightened our minds, then as Isaac, we are the children of promise. Isn't that wonderful? That's wonderful. Let's read Ephesians chapter 1 here. And we'll see that we are, if, if we're Christ, then we're protect, protected and produced child of God for Christ's sake. Ephesians 1 verses 11 to 14. In whom also we have obtained an inheritance, being predestinated according to the purpose of him who worketh all things after the counsel of his own will. So it's God's, according to God's purpose that we'd be born again, beloved. that we should be to the praise of his glory who first trusted in Christ, in whom ye also trusted after that ye heard the word of truth. Look at that, we heard the gospel preached, eh? The gospel of your salvation. Oh my. In whom also after that ye believed, ye were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. Now that sealed there means to be marked. That's why I always tell you, people get all worked up in this mark of the beast. I'm already marked by God. And so is every one of God's people. We're sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. Isn't that wonderful? That's absolutely wonderful. Which is the earnest of, the, of our inheritance until the redemption of the purchased possession under the praise of his glory. So think of this, beloved God. God can't lie. And knowing that to be true, we can stand upon the promises of God which are all yea and amen in Christ. We can stand in them in Christ. Because God don't lie. And let us praise the one who loved us and gave himself for us. And all praise to the one who ransomed us with his, with his precious, precious blood. That's the Lord Jesus Christ in both cases. And let us give God the Father and the Holy Spirit and the Son all glory and honor and praise for the glory of our Lord Jesus Christ who is our risen and our exalted Savior. And what do we say? Amen and amen. Brother Zane, can you close us in prayer?